People are fascinating and I believe that everyone has a story to tell of their travels, hobbies, passions and experiences. I want to get those stories told so they can entertain, inspire and showcase the amazing talents of people and giving you, the listener, food for thought. My guests have taken risks, put themselves out there, created businesses or taken their passion to the next level. I feel very privileged and honoured to tell all those stories in my All About You podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the All About You podcast. And today my guest is Mary Beth, and we are talking about superpowers. Mary Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Can we start off with just talking about what is a superpower? Absolutely. It's quite easy. A superpower is something that we are naturally great at. We don't even think about it. We do it all the time. And the second is we love doing it. We could do it every single day for the rest of our lives and love it. And the third is it makes a difference for us and other people. So, you know, it sounds so inaccessible, like, oh, I have a superpower, really? I don't think I probably do. But actually, as Sheila, you and I have talked, because we talked last week, and we talked about your superpower, I can imagine that you went away thinking, oh, of course I have a superpower. And it's this, and it's always there, and it's always been there, and I do love it. And it's natural for me. That is so true, because just to let people know, we did have a conversation and we talked about my superpower. Now, that was our very first conversation. You know nothing or at that point, you knew nothing about me. You didn't ask me any questions. You just said, "Okay, this is what I believe is your superpower. And you basically said that to me, planning organizing process thinking seeing the details that type of thing and you absolutely hit it on the head that to me was huge and as you quite rightly say I did go away thinking well that's just normal is that really a superpower and then the strangest thing over the last week there were so many instances where People hadn't put things in their diary. People had forgotten about things. People hadn't got as organized as they should have done, and it caused a bit of a problem. And I thought, okay, maybe something I find just totally normal for other people is not necessarily a struggle, but really doesn't come naturally. So, yeah, you blew my mind. Absolutely. Oh, Sheila. Well, it was great to work with you. I do do my work intuitively. So my superpower is that I see other people's superpowers. I do sessions with people and I don't know anything about them other than their first name usually. And and that way, when I get the information, it's nice and clean and clear. That's what I do. But Since it's so natural to me, it's just the way my brain works. It always has been. It's easy to discount. And that's how we all are. Like you said, it's not that big of a deal. Doesn't everybody do this? 
not everybody does it. And we don't even see ourselves doing it because it's what we naturally do. We have a lot of motivation to do it because we like it. It's interesting to us. And it's so, but it's so easy to discount. Thing I want to add to that, we often talk about, oh, this person's absolutely great. They're so good at languages. They've got a natural ability. Or this person's amazing at sport. They do every sport under the sun and they're good at everything. So we look at those people generally, number one, as lucky. Number two, B, they have this amazing ability. But a superpower is something very different, isn't it? It's, as you say, yeah, I mean, what is the difference between sort of someone's natural ability and a superpower? You know, I I think that is, first of all, one of the best questions I've ever had on a podcast. Like, I love to play basketball. When I was growing up, I lived for basketball. And it was so great. And I worked and worked and worked at it. And there was only so good I was going to be at basketball. And that was it. And I did the very best I could. I played through high school and not in college. That was something I loved, but it wasn't my superpower. So two things about that. We can love doing something and it may not be our superpower. But when we look deeper at what we love, our superpower is always in there. Like for me, I love to work with teams. I love to, you know, kind of daydream by myself and everything. I love to work in harmony with others to create a great result. That's kind of one of my essences is I love to bring the best out of people. When we think about our superpower, often people think about it in terms of a profession. Like, what am I doing? And like, Sheila, for you, for instance, it would make sense if you ever wanted to just say, you know what? I have a business. I help people get their lives in order. There you go. But let's say you worked as an attorney. You would always bring your superpower to whatever you do. You work at a grocery store. You would always be looking at how can we make things work for people? How can we decrease the the miscommunication and the the amount of frustration because <laughs> I see <you> <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing. I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> but you're always going to bring that. So when we really talk about superpowers, it's not often what we're doing. It's what we're bringing to what we're doing. So for instance, my sister is a great cook and her name is Lisa. And Lisa doesn't just like to cook. Like if she was in a restaurant in the back and just cooked and then sent it out and never saw people enjoy it, she would hate it. The reason that Lisa cooks is to take great care of people and to see them, you know, being loved and honored and enjoying that and receiving it. So Lisa cooks for people who she knows and she sits down and eats with them. Does that make sense? Like that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing earlier when you said, you know, about sort of helping people get their, their houses in order. 
one thing I love to do is to declutter, to organize, to sort out. To me, it's it's just, you know, it's relaxing. It gives you a sense of achievement. It can often save you money. It can make you money. I absolutely love it. Other people are just, I cannot go there. I just, you know, the mountain of stuff, but they just, I don't know where to start. It's too overwhelming. I, I just wouldn't know what to do with it once I've sorted it out and, and they just I just can't go there. Absolutely. Right. And what for and the other thing is, if I may, Sheila, underneath what you offer is the sense of clarity and completeness. Like you love it. Like that is you're like when people are like, oh my gosh, my life is working. Like I can do what I want to do. Like I have more time to spend with my spouse or my children or my dog or doing my favorite, you know, or gardening. That's what you love. You love that state of clarity and presence for people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, one thing I remember doing with a friend of mine, she was just, oh, I've got so many clothes, so many shoes. I I can't even shut my wardrobe doors. I said, well, look, I'll help you. No, 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 it's too much of a big project. Well, why don't we break it down? So in the end, I said, okay, you sit on a chair. I will bring out every single pair of shoes you own. You try every single pair on and they go to a keep, a donate and a not so sure pile. Yes. Kind of long story short, we managed to sell 65 pairs of shoes. And basically, she just sat on the chair, put them on. Once we got going, it was like, yes, no, not sure. And we got all all the get rid of. And then we actually went through the don't knows and we managed to get rid of 65 pairs. And we took out a lot of other stuff. And we went to like um, a Rastro market and I was the chief seller. (laughs) <laughs> and she made a lot of money. And that was just one of the best days ever. You know, one of the things that you bring, Sheila, in a deeper sense is empowerment, clarity, calm, harmony. You enable people to live their lives more fully because they work. And, and it's amazing you saying that, but I don't. I don't even think I just this is what it, it is a solution to a problem. Yeah, but I think for you, there's also this satisfaction like, wow, people's lives work. It makes a difference. You know, like when you've run a meeting or a get together and things really work, that's your reward. Like you're like, oh my gosh, we came together, we had the best time, it was so wonderful, or in a meeting we got done exactly, we got done way more than we ever thought we could, and everyone had these incredible ideas, but like your vision is a world that works. People who who can work together, people who can help each other, people whose lives work. Mary Beth, can we talk about when a client comes to you for help? Obviously, I mean, I'm guessing something has happened in their life or for some particular reason, they come to you. Now, you are helping them discover and recognize their superpower. 
What is that first conversation like? I can't imagine they just phone up and go, I hear you're the superpower lady. <laughs> me. How, how does that work? You know, it is interesting because uh, people from all walks of life are interested in, like, who am I? Because I always talk about that people have a treasure within them that they either recognize or don't. And I think so many people have a sense of there's this greatness inside of me, but I just don't know what it is or, or I can't access it, you know, because the world expects us to go in a particular way. And then for some people, they're like, this isn't a fit for me. This doesn't seem right. Like life doesn't seem like it has the meaning that it should. I work with computer programmers and engineers and single moms and, you know, blue collar people and whatever, they just have a sense of, wow, there's just more to life than this. And I'm frustrated because I keep working at it and I'm not getting anywhere. So I think that's the big thing is people are intrigued. They see it. Like Sheila, you saw what I do and invited me to be, you know, to, to meet you and to possibly be on your podcast, because you were probably, there was something in you that was like, that's really intriguing. That would be so interesting. Like, does everyone have superpowers? Maybe I have superpowers. And that's kind of how it works. And it's mostly through word of mouth. So that's kind of how it goes. And it is real, and people are very courageous because it's not that easy to just open yourself up and hear what someone says about you. Because what if they say bad things? First of all, I never say bad things ever. It's always positive. But I think we have a sense of deep down, like I could be great at something. And my heart wants that. My heart wants to do this amazing thing. And it doesn't have to be amazing curing cancer. It could be I made a difference in people's lives. I encouraged people, things like that. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? I mean, you know, we look at doctors and surgeons, that type of thing. They make a huge difference to people's lives. But if we can just help somebody maybe get a bit more organized or get into the habit of, you know, writing things down in a diary sort of thing so they are less stressed, they arrive at places on time, they've got whatever they need with them that's going to make a huge difference. So although I may not look at that as a superpower, it's a case, well, yeah, but it's made my life easy. I'm getting there five minutes early. I've got the papers I need. And yeah, I feel less stressed to go forward with with the activity. And you know what? And that's something that I love that you're saying is we may not realize the difference we make. You know, I'm I'm working with a programmer who I just, he's wonderful. He was working and working and working on what he was doing. And he said, Mary Beth, I am losing my inspiration. And I said, I bet you are because you're trying to make things so small and you're a creative genius. Why don't you let that out? I swear that most of my job Probably 90% of my job is giving people permission to be who they really are. Here's another thing that I've, I've learned over time 
whatever it is that we're great at, we expect ourselves to be great at other things that we don't even like doing. It's not enough just to be ourselves. Like if I had the perfect dream life, I would just talk to people about their essence and help them express that. That's it. And when you look at, I've not worked with Oprah, so I can't say, you know, I don't have permission, but I would describe Oprah Winfrey's superpower as I dig for the truth and I share it with the world. That's what she does. And then look at what's happened. The the conversations that people have are so different because of her show. One of the groundbreaking shows she had, there was a group of men in the audience holding pictures of themselves at the age when they were first molested, sexually molested. And to have a group of men, I get goosebumps just thinking about it, have a group of men there saying, this happened to me, and bringing that to the larger consciousness was so powerful. And what Oprah does is she digs for the truth. And once she has it, she shares it. And then she goes back to digging for more truth. We may think our superpower is not amazing, but in our own way, it's world changing. Like Sheila, the people that you work with and you get them, you know, you show them easy ways to have their lives work. I would imagine that the the fallout from that, the change from that is people are more present with each other. They're, they feel more confident. They feel more clear. Who knows who you work with, who's going to go do something, you know, who's going to be at the right place at the right time and make this world difference. You know, you change the trajectory of people's lives. That sounds scary. That sounds incredible. Yeah, that's actually quite hard to get your head around because we just think, you know, we're Mr. Nobody, Miss Nobody, et cetera, et cetera. And we're just going about our daily day doing our normal thing. But as, right. but as you say, something we find incredibly easy Yes. To make a huge difference to somebody else. And if we think if everybody knew their superpower, oh, my God, I mean, that just it would be such a different world. You know what? Exactly. And what I would like is for that. This is the way we think of things. We see people as who they are and we acknowledge that. I mean, there are my mother was a third grade teacher. And so she taught eight, nine, 10 year olds. But the difference she made that and people she got letters and and people loved my mom because they said, you really saw me and you changed my life. You changed my life. There is not. I mean, whenever I go back to my hometown, I always see someone who is probably my age that I know. And they said, you know, I never told you this about your mom. But, you know, one of my good friends said, I had just moved grade schools and your mom made me feel so important 
and so cared about. And she made all the difference in the world. I just felt so taken care of. So, you know, we never know the difference that we make in people's lives. It could be a simple thing that we say. It could be a smile. It could be that you take somebody who has, Sheila, you know people have issues with time management and organization. And some people just get so like your friend with the shoes in the closet. It sounds silly, but it's life-changing. Like, oh my gosh, I have a house that works for me. You know, that used to take up so much of my time and energy. Now it doesn't. Now I can go be who I am. So I would love a world where people thought about that. Like, what is your special thing? You know, it's so special to be acknowledged for what you do and the difference you make. People fundamentally just want to make a difference. They really do. They want to live great lives and make a difference to other people. And thinking about that instead of, look at this, what this person does wrong, and let's put a label on this person. That's not helpful. That squashes who they are. Often when we meet someone for the first time, we said, oh, what do you do? (laughs) You know, that that just seems to me, no matter what culture it is, you know, that's what we ask. Oh, you're a this. And we sort of think, okay, well, I've registered that as this type of person. Oh, you do. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. You're the first lion tamer I've ever met. (laughs) Um, You know, but we we always seem to, okay, the first thing I need to know is what do you do? Right. And I always think it's very interesting when you meet someone who's retired and you say, okay, so how do you spend your days? And they say, well, when I did work, I was an X, Y, Z. You say, okay, but now you're retired. How, you know, what activities? Well, when I lived in so-and-so, I used to work for a bit. And and it is so difficult to get to, okay, I understand back in the day you were this, and but, but you know, what are you doing now? Now you're sort of living in a different country. You've been retired for five years. You know, what, what floats your boat now? And it's actually quite hard to get people to shake off that career label they left five, ten years ago. Oh, my gosh. You know, yes, it is. Because we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves as our profession. And there are two things about that. One is that superpowers, our essence, it's not really about our profession. You know, it's something that we do all day long. You know, like for you, you're always about let's have things work. Let's, you know, let's create that clarity. And the second thing is we're always being reinvented as far as what we do. And I remember this great interview I read with Gabrielle Reese, who is a uh, world famous beach volleyball player or uh, volleyball player and I think beach volleyball player and her husband, who's um, Laird Hamilton, who is a world class surfer. And they both, you know, retired from their professional sports And they are doing amazing things. And one of the things that Gabrielle Reese said is, oh, she was also a swimsuit model and, you know, all this stuff. She said, you know what? When we get together with people, the last thing I want to talk about is volleyball and modeling. She said, we have such full lives and we're engaged in so many things that we think make a difference. She said, who cares about that stuff? You know, that was wonderful, but that's in the past. And I thought, what a great way to look at it. 
you know, their lives are about what they're doing to make a difference. And that's who they are. That's who they've always been. So instead of asking, what do you do for a living? Wouldn't it be interesting if we said, who are you? Oh, my God. I'm going to try that. The next time I meet someone new, once I've got their name. Okay, then, Ted, who are you? I mean, they're going to say, sorry, can you repeat that again? Yeah. Okay, Ted, who are you? Who are you? God, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Who are you? If, If somebody asked you that question, what would you say? You know, who are you? I mean, what would you say? I mean, that is $10 million. Right. Right. And now, having done this for over 20 years and gotten really comfortable with it, I would say I see people's essences and I help them be fully who they are. Mary, can we go back to you having the superpower Can you explain how you sort of tune in to somebody? Because you're not asking them 65 questions and from those 65 answers, you work it out. How how does it work? What do you do? Feel? Do you sense? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um, I don't want to know anything about people. Often don't even want to know what they look like or their background because then my brain gets my thinking brain gets stimulated and I have an idea of who they are. So what I do is I just usually have the person's first name. And what I do is I sit, I sit down and I just kind of tune in. It's like my change my brain the way it thinks. So for instance, if you and I are sitting in an office and we are chatting and I would say, let's stop and listen. Then, you know, it activates actually a different part of our brain. And we would stop and listen. You know, everything else kind of goes away and we're just listening, right? So my thing is similar to me. It's really easy. I've done it my whole life. I don't know how it works, but it's kind of like I stop my thinking brain And I tune in with people and it's kind of like I've got the satellite dish and I kind of like get it set perfectly. And then I'm like, oh, Sheila, this is how Sheila is. This is Sheila's essence. This is the great stuff that she does automatically. And then that's what I say. That's what I explain to people. I do all of my work remotely. I don't get together with people usually because I don't want to travel the world just to have a conversation and then get on a, you know, I've got my own life here that I love. And so it's not a problem for me to just tune in with people wherever they are in the world and know their essence. But it took me a long time to really appreciate that that's what I can do. So, Mary Beth, when was the first time you had this sensation or you realized that there's something almost like you've got this second brain type thing? Right, right. Yeah. You know, I remember as a kid, my parents had wonderful friends and they had lots of friends. And whenever I would meet one of their friends, 
I would kind of tune in and say, are they safe? Are they safe for me to be with? Not like, you know, I just meant like emotionally safe. Like, are they, are they kind? Are they open? I just thought that was normal because that's what I did. But I remember distinctly doing it as a child. I grew up in a pretty conservative part of the United States. So there was not a lot of people to teach me about that ability. My grandmother was very encouraging and I didn't really talk to her about specific things, but she was very open to new things. And so in that sense, I got some permission from her to kind of delve into the things, the, the way that I looked at life. I would always tune in with people. I always wanted to understand. And it was kind of like when I tuned in with people, I felt the most me. I always wanted to tune in with people. I would have conversations even at a very young age that were very intimate in that we would talk about things that mattered. And I would talk to my parents' friends, and they were so they were so gracious with me. And they would talk to me like I was an adult, because I would kind of be like, "What makes this person tick?" You know. So, you know, as neat as that sounds, and as amazing as that sounds, all everyone's superpower is equally as amazing as what I do. You know, it's easy to, for people to say, "Gosh, Mary Beth, that's the coolest superpower ever." But you know what? We each have the coolest superpower ever. We just don't see it. Thank goodness I had enough drive and um, help and support to figure out who I was. And, you know, my one of my sisters, Lisa, in particular, she always believed in me and encouraged me to to talk to people about what I saw with them. She was really amazing. That's good. Kind of, I hope that answers that. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking when you've spoken to somebody and you sort of said, okay, this is what I believe is your your essence and, you know, these are your superpowers. What's the reaction of that other person? I mean, I know my reaction when we had the conversation last Mm -hmm. week, but what sort of reactions do you get from people? First of all, they're stunned. Like, How could you possibly know this? Because the information that I have, as you know, I could never get that from looking at all your social media stuff and your bio, and I could never know that. So people are, and it's not like I know people's secrets, as you have experienced. It's not like I'm like, oh, the secret. No, it's just more like, here's who you are, and it's amazing. It's hard for people to hear it. That's why usually I will do a write-up first and kind of have them sit with it for a week or two, and then we'll have the conversation so that they're more ready for it. It's not like anything I say is a complete surprise. They're like, oh, I always suspected that. You know, when we talked, Sheila, it wasn't like you were like, that's way out of left field. It was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah. That is me. Wow. So I think it's a little overwhelming for people. I think people feel vulnerable. We're so used to negative things. We are not used to getting positive 
information about ourselves. And it's uncomfortable. Isn't that amazing? It's so true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when someone says like, you're a horrible person or you're so unfair or whatever, we're so much more likely to think, oh my gosh, that could be true. But when we hear something amazing about ourselves, we're very hesitant. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm not that great. Or that's too big for me. That's kind of how it is. We don't want to put on airs. We don't want to seem boastful. And that's why I say 90% of my work with people is giving them permission to be who they are. You know, you and I working, you know, you and I, this is kind of the second time that we have, you know, interacted. And I would say, you know, where I would go with you next, having already talked about how amazing you are at seeing the simple things people can do. You see things about people that they don't see themselves. They seem obvious to you. The reason that you want things to work is you want a world where things work, where, you know, like, you know, like where things work and not like in a controlling way. But, you know, like if you if you met with an artist and this artist was like, I need a lot of free space and I need my studio to work so that I capture my creativity. That's what you would work with the artist on so they could be more of themselves. So you have got this vision of how the world can be. And it's wonderful. So there's always more to see about who we are. It's not just like, okay, here's my superpower. There we go. It's more like, wow, that runs so deeply in me. And it touches me and it moves me and it inspires me. Uh, The first conversation is just the very beginning. It's the tip of the iceberg. And as you have experienced all week, you're like, oh, I see that more consciously and more clearly. That's kind of how it is, is that every time we get together, I, with my clients, I end up saying, you know, it sounds like you really don't want to do this one thing in your life. And they're like, I really don't. And I'm like, then why are you doing it? Like, you could actually have a great life without expecting yourself to do this. Like, if you're an incredible writer, why would your biggest concern be having your house immaculate because that's how your parents were. Your house can be just fine and very functional without being immaculate. Why don't you take that time and write? I mean, when you put it like that, it makes so much sense. It's crystal clear because if you are meant to write, writing is going to feed you. It's going to feed your soul. Mm -hmm. It's going to feed your passion, your imagination on every level. But instead of doing what you feel you need to do, your fluffing cushions and right organizing right. your spice drawer, that that's just not going right. to give you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and it's so ridiculous, and we don't see it. So I think that's the beauty of superpower work or the the work that any of us do. You do it with people. What you do is you point out the things that they, you're like, oh, 
I get this. I get this. No problem. We're just going to do A, B, and C, and they're amazed because you see it and they don't. We're all just helping each other see the things that we don't see for ourselves. I mean, I've always sort of said jokingly when we're talking about things, the best system would be if everybody just did the things that they do well, they enjoy and they find easy. And, you know, no money changes hands because we're all just doing what we love. But we're all helping each other out collectively. Exactly. Like there's a farmer who brings food. There's an architect and a builder who build homes, you know, like whatever it is that you're, you're right. I mean, can you even imagine a world where people did what they were called to do? This is kind of an old reference, but there was a journalist named Studs Terkel and he wrote a book called Working. And they and it, it was turned into like a play. It was amazing. But they and people from the who have seen the play and read the book always remember the bricklayer. There was a man who he interviewed because he went and interviewed like waitresses, people who collected trash and and chefs and everyone. And he interviewed this bricklayer and the bricklayer was like, I love to lay brick. It is my art. I can't wait to do it every morning. And it was like this powerful explanation or example of what you're talking about. He loved it. It was his art form. And every day he would go lay brick and he was like so good at it and he loved it. You know, we think, well, if, you know, nobody would ever do A, B, and C if we all do what we wanted. I'm like, but there are bricklayers. There are people who love to garden. There are people who, you know, love to design roads and bridges. Probably a year ago, I had this great interview with a woman who said, I said, well, I really feel like I just have to have my whole life together before I, you know, really get out there and explain to people what I do. And she said, can you deliver on what you promise? Can you see people's superpowers? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, all day long, no problem, super easy. She said, that's all people care about. And I thought, I've been spending all this time trying to get my life to be perfect instead of getting out there and helping people. Why don't I just do that? And, you know, paradoxically, my life works so much better. Our lives work so much better when we're doing what we love. Like you said, it's exactly like you said. We have inspiration, creativity. Our genius comes comes up. We have enthusiasm and drive when we're doing the things that are a true self-expression for us. I mean, scientists have proved, you know, if we're happy doing what we're doing, it's better for our physical health. And for our mental health, it's like if you're doing something you enjoy, some people, you know, they like cooking. Other people, that is the most stressful thing on the planet. (laughs) So I just want to, I enjoy cooking. It's relaxing. I like to experiment. And other people, I just need to get something on the table within 20 minutes and that's it. End of story. So that person who hates cooking is all stressed and panicking and Mm -hmm. dropping things. 
the person who just adores cooking, nice relaxing music on, yeah, might take two hours, but you know, that's what I'm all about. You know, the exactly. pleasure. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And most of us have tried to be something that we're not to compensate. And we're doing the exact opposite. You know, one of the most profound people that I've ever met, her name is Margie Parrott. And she tells a story of trying to be like someone else, like I should be like this other person, which I'm so glad she got over it because she's just an incredible person. And for her to be like someone else would have been a crime against humanity because she's so amazing. And I thought, oh, and I always took to that away. Like, that's what happens. Thank goodness Margie was Margie instead of being like somebody else that she thought she needed to be like. We don't need to be like others. We need to be like ourselves. You know, like for you, Sheila, to, you know, provide what you do is so powerful that if you were thinking, I need to be a size two and have the perfect, I don't know, feet, it would be a waste. Somebody who wants to have the perfect feet and the manicured and the ball, that's wonderful if that's their thing. But why are the rest of us worrying about all that stuff if it's just not us? I mean, there's a great quote, isn't it? Something about enjoy being you because everybody else is taken. <laughs> right. I, mean, I know. Right. But we, we are you know what? so unique. Yeah. And, you know, and we think we're not enough. Superpower work. I would just like it to be out there. So people start using it as a reference. Like, I thought that this was something that I was going to love and it's not. But, you know, maybe it's a small tweak. Maybe it's like, I'm a CPA and I don't love it. But then when you really look at it, it's like, that's because you're doing being a CPA like other people. Why don't you be a CPA like yourself? What if as a CPA, your favorite thing is to help people plan for the future because you love making a difference with people and taking care of them? Great. That's how you should do it. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely fascinating with this superpower because, you know, I'm I'm an organized person. I like to plan. I always say I don't do headness chicken. You know, your fire is not my problem. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Right. But, you know, when you look at it in the bigger picture. What you do is you provide a place and a system for pe- like for people to live in that allows them to be the best that they can. I mean, one thing I was thinking the other day, because I knew we were having the podcast today, and I was thinking about my superpower, and I was thinking, I think I might have a second superpower, you know. And I was thinking, with the podcast, the idea is that Everyday people tell their stories, their travels, their passions, their experiences. And I'm sure you've had so many conversations with people. Oh, I'm in the middle of writing my life story or I'm writing a nonfiction book. Okay, how far have you got? Well, yeah, you know, I've written two chapters or, yeah, it's nearly finished. Mm -hmm. And Well, yeah, you know, it's still sitting in the drawer and all this, that and the other. And I was just thinking... 
Most people want to write a book. Some people get that done. A lot of people get that done. But a lot of conversations you have, mm-hmm. it's an unfinished project. And I always think for people to tell their story on a podcast is 1% of the effort compared to 100% of you writing a book. And the podcast, if it's recorded, it will get out there. It's there forever. You don't have to pick up a pen. We just have a conversation. And it's free. There's nothing high maintenance. You know, I do the heavy lifting. You just need to talk. And I'm thinking this is going to be here, that story for generations. And there's so many podcasts that I'm absolutely so proud of. And I just think, actually, that is a bit of a superpower because that is an outlet for people who want to write a book of their life. And I know several people who are doing that. Yeah. Whether that book will see the light of day, I really don't know. Maybe some will, maybe some won't. But when I say to him, why don't you do that book on a podcast? Oh, no, no, I can't do that. No, I want it in a book. And OK, you know, and they've been writing the book for the last 10 years. Yes. So, yeah. But I think, yeah, this is a way of getting those people's stories out there without them doing the heavy lifting. I think that is a bit of a superpower. It, you know what? It, because here is here is what you're doing. You could look at your superpower like I help people organize their things. Or you could look at it like I help organize people's lives. But I would say what's underneath that is making a difference in people and helping them be who they are. And like you said, you've made it easy for them to tell their story. You have made it, you have like, created the 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 blank canvas put it in front of people given them the paint and all they have to do is just be themselves and that's what you do in life that is what you do you're you're like frank you're late for everything and you tell frank you know frank is like how do i help how do i do this sheila and you're like okay do this 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 and this because you have a sense that it would make a huge difference for Frank and he can be more, he can tell his story. He can be himself. He doesn't have to run from one drama to another, which you see as such a waste. Other people, it's the water that they swim in. Life is drama. That's what they think. And you're able to say, you know what, what if we swept away the drama? What's underneath there? What's underneath there? That'd be pretty cool. So in your own way, you help people discover who they are. Because often in telling their story, they see who they are. They say things that they would not have said if they didn't have the conversation with you. Oh, that could be very, very interesting, couldn't it? I have to say, Mary Beth, I have written down this question. When you meet somebody, who are you? I mean, I cannot wait to go out and try that. And I shall report back because I think that's fantastic. Mary Beth, I had no idea the very first time we spoke what was going to happen. 
And I just want to say it has made a huge difference. And I have to say, I have come up with this Mona Lisa smile where basically I'm walking around with this sort of knowing smile on my face and saying, okay, I'm no good at tennis. I'm no good at this. But I tell you what, I'm pretty organized. I'm never going to be late. And I'm generally on point with whatever I need to do. I class that as a superpower and a huge win. So I just want to say to people listening to this, you need to like have a chat with Mary Beth because the difference it can make with how you view yourself, how you view others and the world around you makes a huge difference. Oh, thanks, Sheila. It's been wonderful to be on the show. And if anyone would like to get a hold of me, I am on Twitter and my handle is at Superpower Queen. Or you can just Google Mary Beth Robinson Superpower and you'll find my website. Well, we will put all the links in with the podcast information. And it's been a fantastic, fantastic conversation. And I think everybody needs to find out what their superpower is, because I think it will just change their lives. Oh, thank you. I agree. I agree. So, Mary Beth, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much, Sheila. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.